0: Preparing for poem, share number 16. We all know the story of the Megillah, that that stubborn Mordecai who refused to bow down, asserting his right to be proud Jew. So the question really is, to what degree should we as Jews assert our Jewishness in a foreign culture? Or is it preferable that the Jewish community take a low profile? When do we compromise our Jewish lifestyle to partake in the life of the majority culture? And when do we stand our ground? and at what cost. The focal point of this dilemma may be found in the scene in which Mordechai refuses to bow to Haman. A royal edict states that any government figure should kneel in the presence of Haman. Mordechai refuses. Furthermore, he stubbornly ignores the royal pronouncement on an ongoing daily basis, drawing attention to his unauthorized behavior. Mordechai is challenged and questioned by the palace officials, but he remains intransigent, refusing to follow the accepted palace etiquette. And, seemingly, as a result of his irritating behaviour, Haman's attention is turned to all the Jewish people, and the rest is history. Why does he refuse? What is the stubborn, incomprehensible insistence on standing his ground? So let's present a number of answers. The Ibn Ezra, he brings a view that is suggested by a medrash. Mordechai would not bow. The opinion of our rabbis is well known and correct that Haman had an image of idolatry on his clothes or his hat and that Mordecai couldn't bow down because it would give the impression that he was bowing to this image and it's akin to idol worship and therefore it was the wrong thing to do. But there's a question. Why didn't Mordechai just... Transfer jobs. I mean, he was literally putting himself in the path of Haman every single day. If there was a problem, then move. You know, don't don't put yourself there. So the answer given by the Ibn Ezra is that he actually wasn't allowed. It wasn't as simple as, I'm not turning up to work today. Mordecai being there was bringing honour to the king. This was a role that he had. He had to stay and he wasn't allowed to move. Until the king had given him that permission. In other words, what was at stake here was the question of Avodah Zorah. Classic idolatry. Mordechai's perplexing obstinance is an expression of the severity of the sin that he was facing. The point at stake is not whether Mordechai will bow to Haman, but rather whether he will bow to the image emblazoned upon Haman's clothing. That's option number one. Option number two. Second approach views Mordechai's refusal as unrelated to the narrow prohibition of idol worship. Instead, it frames the problem as a wider issue of identity and national pride. The Medrash imagines the conversation that takes place when Mordechai was presented with the question, why do you defy the royal edict? What might Mordechai have answered? Rabbi Levi said, he told them, Moshe Rabbeinu warned us in the Torah, cursed is the man who makes an idol or molten image. And this Russia, this evildoer, has made himself into a source of worship. Has Isaiah not warned us? Refrain from the honor of the breathing man. What is he worth? Furthermore, I am the noble representative of the Almighty, seeing that all the tribes were born outside Israel, whereas my ancestor, my ancestor Binyamin, Benjamin, was born in the land of Israel. Haman sent a message back. But did your father, Yaakov, not bow to my father, Asaph? Mordechai responded, But at that point, when Yaakov bowed down to Esau, Binyamin was not yet born. According to this approach in the medrash, the rivalry is not new, but merely an increment of an ancient rivalry. The confrontation between Mordechai and Haman is merely a resurgence of the ancient friction between Yaakov and Esau. Haman asserts that Mordechai should be able to bow down to him, saying that Yaakov bowed down to Esau. And Mordechai from the tribe of Binyamin says, "Uh uh-uh, Benjamin was born in Israel. He is different <coughs> to this Gollus Jews, brothers who were born in Haran. Benjamin is a Sabra. He's, in a, he's in a, a real Jew. And the Medra seems to be suggesting that in Mordechai's mind, Yaakov's bowing is a reflection of the influence of living outside of the land. His diaspora life, which he must adapt a subservient position to the non-Jews. But Benjamin, Mordechai's ancestors, born in the land, free and proud. He will not be controlled by another person. He's independent. He's got Jewish pride. He is God's nobleman. Come back tomorrow for the rest. Have a good day.